You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 673, Legionnaires number nine. In a flash, a Legionnaire falls. And welcome to episode 673 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am Tribute Lad, uh, because we record this on what would have been our friend Jamie D's 55th birthday. I pour one out for our buddy. That's all I got. Travis, over to you. Okay. Uh, Hey, everybody, this is Travis Elsor, and this week I am planning in advance, lad. Um, in about a month, a little less than five weeks, I'm going on a family vacation and we're going to the Smoky Mountains up in the Carolinas and Tennessee. Oh, nice. And me being a guy who likes hiking and, you know, nice viewed waterfalls, things like this. I've been looking, trying to find the best ones, the ones I can maximize my time, see the most. Yeah. And uh, do the best. And man, everyone's every list you look at, everyone's got their own opinions. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, this one's really great," and it's 15 miles, you know, there and back. And I'm like, "No, that <laughs> will take, take forever. Right? That, that, that'd be like an all all day thing. No yeah. way. That that's not a hike. I, that I, is I a like vocation. Two or three things a day. Yeah." Yes, that is an endurance test. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm trying to find short ones with good views and cool things to see. And because I'm only going to get like maybe two days of hiking stuff and other days we've got other activities planned. Sure. So yeah. I'm trying to trying to figure out we're going in two different vehicles. So I, I'm having my own car there. So on my hiking days, I get to go wherever I want. Yeah. Uh, but I'm um, still trying to just plan it out. And from where we're staying, you know, how far is it going to be? Just everything. And it, uh, But I want to have all this planned before I go. I don't want to go there and then have no idea where I'm going. Absolutely. Yeah, I get that. It's nice to, uh, it's nice to be able to sort of map out what you want to do or have a few options out there so that you can say, I'm going to choose this one. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Just have a general idea at least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyway, that's sounds like an awesome trip. Exciting, but that's what I'm doing. Uh, it, it's very exciting. I think it sounds awesome. First real vacation in quite some time. I'm I'm pretty hyped for it. Awesome, nice. Anyway, that's me. Uh, if no one knows, Darren and Michael are both out on missions in deep space this week, so that's we're right. over to Jim. Uh, hey everyone, I'm Jim Purcell, and I am annoyed. With Comixology Lad. Oh my gosh. Or more specifically, Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> so a long time ago, Amazon bought Comixology when they were originally their own thing. And, you know, for years, things have been trucking along just fine. But now we got a major announcement that Amazon is going to be integrating Comixology into the Amazon storefront and eliminating Comixology as like a brand or a website. And so now we're going to have to buy all our digital comics through Amazon directly. And there's a lot of question marks that I'm worried about because this is a massive change uh, to what we've been grown accustomed to. Amazon promises there'll be like new sorting options, something that Comixology has desperately needed for a long time, but 
my worries are that the rumors I've been hearing is that they're going to get rid of DRM free downloads backups, which is a massive problem for people like me who prefer their comics on digit on reader on digital readers that are not comicsology itself. Uh, now, granted, only some publishers have ever supported that, but you know, the few that did, I generally bought comics to from, uh, there's still going to be a standalone reading app, so you won't have to, like, use your Kindle. Is there uh, a new reading app? Because I noticed tonight, in fact, because I, I've been getting the, um, you know, the infinite whatchamahoosits. Um, right, right. On it, and, and so I've subscribed to it. But I note that it says here, and I'm, I'm looking at it now, and I've got the swirly circle, and it says, pull down to refresh. Last update, 2020-03-28. And it will not update beyond that. It may just need a regular update. I the, None of this, I believe none of this is going to be happening until the new year. Oh. Uh, this is just the announcement of the closure of the Comixology store. Um, now, the, 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 the bright uh, cloud simile. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So apparently the the good thing about all of this is that it's going to be easier for independent small press people to publish through Amazon. Uh, apparently their cut's going to be slightly better. Um, they are going to be losing some features where previously Comixology would add the guided view. Yeah, I did read I did read about that, but there were a lot of people who were iffy on the um, – interestingly were iffy on the split, but that sounds like it's better. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough to say because there's because we a, because until it act like they haven't they've they've been vague. Th- things are vague, and, and that's honest, the problem. Is when when you're vague with something, it's it lets you know rumor take over. Right, and if and, they can be specific about you know what this means, and come on, let, let's let's be realistic. Amazon has probably had this in the works for a while. Yes. And one would think they would have uh, said, okay, it's going to be like this, it's going to be like that, it's going to be like the other thing. And that they're being vague about it doesn't – it does them a disservice. Yeah, and and you, and you always got to assume that this is a cost-cutting measure. Running Comixology is expensive, so roll it into this, the service we already have. Yeah, but, um, you know, because Amazon, you know, are notoriously the, tight for cash these days. The, the Amazon storefront <laughs> is just so – awful especially you know buying comics because the storefront to buy comics you know it lists every comic ever published because you're like your marketplace people will be trying to sell single issues have you and this is just a, a general question but i have found searching for things in general has gotten more ridiculous yeah it it, like like, i want to search i want to search for I w- here's the thing I was searching for yesterday, a, s- a soldering iron. I want to get a, a, a proper 40-watt soldering station for doing guitar modifications and that kind of stuff. And searching for it brought up a whole lot of things that weren't soldering stations, but what it is is that someone has bought the keywords for it. Oh, jeez. And so they jump up um, uh, in the search results, and it's like, well, that's not a soldering iron at all. <laughs> and yet it comes up before soldering iron in the search and uh and and i think that there's the the there's the whole keyword thing and the whole um auction you know i know google's big on this the auctioning of keywords um 
has gotten to the point where someone's like, well, I think people might be searching for this, so I'm going to have my thing. The stuff that comes up with the soldering iron thing, I, I don't understand how they think that it's like, hmm, if someone's searching for that, they're sure to want my my nonsense. <laughs> right. Like, and, if, and then you got to be sure you're ordering it from Amazon themselves, if they're doing the fulfillment, or if another like third party is doing the fulfillment. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's been made way more complicated uh, and it's just things are not clean. And I'll be honest, I, there is a preview of like what the new Comixology can, uh, Amazon storefront is going to look like. And as best as I can tell, there is no way to just look at a, a single publisher's entire catalog. It's like there's no like Image Comics button or DC Comics button. They do have things at least organized by series. But even that is just tough to find unless you know what you're looking for. And, that's and, the and to be fair, if you know what you're I've, looking for, it's fine. If you don't know what you're looking for, I've it's hard always to found the the Comicsology interface to be clumsy, difficult. difficult. You know, yeah. it's 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 like if you're searching for a thing that you know, it's like all I want to see is what came out this week. All that's all I want to see. Where is right. it? And uh, and I or mean, there there is there is a recent release button that does that for you. It's sometimes yeah, drop down. Sometimes, boxes, yeah. But it's not necessarily visible front page. You have to find it in the menu. Yeah, so and I I shouldn't have, that, that that's of, of all the things I shouldn't have to look for. Let me buy the newest stuff should not be one of them. That's usually, retail one hundred and one. <laughs> there's usually a big banner that says this week's new releases, but if you go to browse and then go to release date, it'll usually tell you by week what came out. There, there's a button in the top left just says new. You just click that. Yeah, oh, but I, but I, I wouldn't know because of course my app won't update. Uh, depends what you're on. Um, yeah, but. It shouldn't matter what I'm on. It what it what you know. It, it should be basically like, hey, we've created an app for this in on whatever platform, and it should work. Period. Like, I, mean, I can go to the whole thing about they're, OS they're, support. They're 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 um they're, they're it's not they're not a tiny startup, you know. Right. Like like and they haven't been for a long damn time and i know this because every time they tell me you know do you want to merge your thing with your uh with your amazon account like they've been doing that for years well you have to do that that was that was required a couple of years ago um they've always given be- the option really i mean I, there's a there's an option to log in but it basically re- requires you to do the merger if you want to buy anything that I haven't as had a problem with of all of all hmm. the things. I, I have I in fact I'm just relogging in now and I had the option of sign in with Amazon or sign in with Comixology. And you may have different options like the Canadian oh, service. Canada, yeah. 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 It's not usually that di- it, not for, for Amazon it's not generally that different though. Cuz th- they don't yet know that I have um like this is one of the few things where they don't geoblock. And uh, so let's see, my books. Enhanced. Oh, right. I, I just remembered I, I, I had a different uh, Legionnaire name. Oh, and now everything's there. I just had to uninstall and reinstall. All right, Comixology, we're square. Because <laughs> I, I, I look and there's, and there's Torso, because as you mentioned yesterday, Travis, um, and I don't know if it's still the case probably it, it not is still that. free yes yeah i torso. think through the end of this week torso by um legion writer brian michael bendis um and march Mar- uh, mark and draco um <clears throat> an awesome book about uh elliot ness's case after the untouchables um 
In fact, it's also the thing about that making a movie for which was the subject of Fortune and Glory and uh, a, a damn good book. So worth worth your read. Sorry, Jim, I didn't mean to hijack you there. But No, that's fine. I was just saying I just remembered I was going to use a different Legionnaire's name. What was that? And it just came back to me. Uh, uh, don't break what's or well, no, don't break what's already broken, lad. Break what's already broken, something like that. Because <laughs> comicsology is, you know, desperate, been desperate need of updates for years. Because you're yeah. right, it isn't. But it's, it's like all, it's like all things that get bought by big companies. They buy it not to improve it. They buy it to coast along until they, it's no longer profitable. It, it, it's clunky. Like you know, I go through every now and then and search for you know. Old Doctor Fate stories, for example. Right. A yeah, I, like a nightmare. Like com- Comicsology search uh, search function has been bad because it's basically you have to spell the name of the specific book correctly, or you won't find anything. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing is that you know we we've gotten used to search with Google where it's like maybe you meant this. Um, Maybe you meant that. Yeah. We'll give you those options and you can click on a link that searches for specifically that. Um, And, uh, and when things are that inflexible, it's like, it's like trying to find something on your cable box. You know, they, 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 they're, they're such rigid setups because, because it's all they're given resources to do. I get that. But again, Amazon is not tight for cash. I hear, I hear the pandemic worked out well for them right rumor has it and also all those government subsidies exactly anyway there you have it legion news um oh wait i have some you do see this is this is you know when, when michael's not here his notes are so um due to supply chain shortages Oh, oh, oh. Oh, this this, story, right. This news was actually old news last week. I guess Michael just hadn't caught it. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. But for those who weren't aware, um, the reprint of the Legion wedding tabloid from all-new Collector's Edition C55 is pushed back from December 2021 to February 2022. So another 90 days to uh, to see them get married. Just saying. Um, he adds also that you'll recall that DC had a new crossover that they planned to start in spring 2020 called Generations, which would have revamped the DC multiverse again and tried to set up a new timeline. And that was, of course, Dan DiDio's baby. And when he was fired or maybe because of it, they scrapped Generations altogether with some of the material appearing in a flash trade paperback and reworked into things like Future State, which we saw, and the two-part uh, Generations Shattered and Generations Forged. You guys both read that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I did not, so I, I worth checking out. Has Legionnaires and Legionnaire villains. Well, there you go. Um, the million copies of the free Comic Book Day 2020 Generation Zero issue were supposedly all pulped. Well, this week, and I mean, grain of salt, folks, uh, Rich Johnson of Bleeding Cool posted that he is in possession of a copy. Now, I think he actually showed it. So, um, And the reason that we're mentioning this here is because the Legion has a one-panel cameo. Folks, this is how desperate we are for Legion news. 
um, when Wally West is reacting to the reappearance of both the JSA and the Legion, both of which you'll remember were missing after the rebirth stuff and which eventually happened in Doomsday Clock. So this is a super rare appearance if you're into collecting all issues where the Legion appear. And if you have that... If you have that flash trade paperback, it's the exact same panel. They just changed the dialogue. Oh, is that right? Okay, fair yeah. enough. Oh, because they repurposed it. Right. That makes yeah. makes complete sense. So there we go. All right. So that is uh, Legion News. So let's move in to the issue. And Travis, you're going to take us through this one? Yeah, I'm through Debbie downering the news. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, uh, this week we're going to cover Legionnaires number nine on the cover, which is by Chris Sprouse, Carl Story, Tom McCraw, and some fancy lettering by Todd Klein. We have Livewire, who is blasting with his lightning powers, a Legionnaire who we can only see from the back and mostly in shadow, so we're not entirely sure who they are. Goodness. And we have Saturn Girl, horrified, crouching to the side, and some random aliens and stuff running away. Thank you. Uh, eh. So, let's open up. And, of course, like most of them, we've got uh, on our title page, we've got the little columns on the right and the left with Legionnaire headshots. And I'm going to do those first. We've got Andromeda, Catspaw, Cosmic Boy, Dragon Mage, Inferno, Invisible Kid, Livewire, Matter Eater Lad, Saturn Girl, and Shrinking Violet. The title of this issue is Skin Deep, and we're starting off with, is this a Legionnaire cruiser of some yep. sort? Or so, there are so many. Yeah, but I think this is the current iteration. <laughs> the current design. Uh, we've got someone narrating in a green dialogue box. Copilot's log. Well, it's not much of a log. More of a stick, really. I mean, nothing's happening out here at all. We're patrolling an area where an unidentified distress call came from, but so far there's no sign of nothing. No ship, no clues, no repeat of this distress signal, nada. And the credit box is Tom and Mary Beerbomb writers, Chris Sprouse penciler, Carl Story inker, except for pages 16 through 20, which has Adam Hughes, and pages 21 through 22, Brian Stelfreeze. Pat Brasso, letterer, Tom McCraw, colorist, Mike McAvaney, assistant editor, and Casey Carlson, editor. And of course, this all makes sense because, as we know, um, uh, Stelfreeze and um, and I think Sprouse, I don't know if Sprouse was there, but Story definitely was. I think um, they all were. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I mean, Adam, uh, uh, you know, Adam Hughes, Brian Stelfreeze, Cully Hamner, Jason Pearson. Uh, Tony Harris, Laura Martin, Carl Story um, were um, part of Gaijin Studios in Atlanta. And um, so it makes sense that, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, uh, hey, they're all in one place. Yeah, and it's not like, and when they help it, they try out and appear on some of these uh, pages, which we've had a couple times now. It's not like the quality is dipping. All of these guys are great. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's um, like, oh, no. Oh, no. We've got Brian Stelfreeze <laughs> doing a page. Oh, no. <laughs> what curse is upon us? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no. This one. This one's being done by Adam Hughes. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, we're doing okay. Oh, my we're, eyes. Yeah, my it's, eyes. you know, if you got Sprouse, you, you know, I actually, I think it's a, a great thing to have Sprouse, Hughes, and Stelfreeze on the same book. 
that's just yes. that's a win epic win all right let's cut over to page two and we see who we've been listening to and of course it is mr tinsel kim matter eater lad he has an old school pilot helmet on with the goggles and everything and he continues and i'll tell you Things are getting pretty deadly dull around here. Nothing cool has happened since Catsball found a string to play with and ended up uh, inflating all the flotation devices. <laughs> and Andromeda says, you give the best reports, Tenzel. And he says, yeah, I've got good material to work with. <laughs> and uh, we've got Violet over here, and she says, what's the, what's the deal with Catsball? Why does she act so weird? And Dragon Mage says, it's not her fault, Violet. She was a guinea pig during the big war. The Dominators experimented on her and turned her into, well, that. And she, she is stretching like a cat and clawing one of the chairs, ripping it up. And Vi says, oh, man, Cam's going to love what she's doing to that seat. And Cat's ball is yawning, and she says, yo, guys, we going to make a stop soon? <laughs> and Tinsel's like, hey, didn't I tell you to use the sandbox before we left? <laughs> Laurel says, whoa, something's coming up on us, Tin. See if you can get a reading. He says, right, looks like a Tolokian freighter traveling at Yow! That crate's doing like like seven. And we see a big purple ship go blasting past the Legion cruiser. Evasive! Hmm. And he says, nice piloting, Andromeda. The psycho almost nailed us. Hey, where are you going? And she says, that's not a Tolokian freighter, Tinsel. I got a good look at it with my x-ray. Oh, no, no, no. Penetravision. Uh. It's a coon. <laughs> it's a coon ship. And uh, Catsball says, coons? Ugly warriors? Who cares? And Andromeda says, I care. Those animals invaded my world. They murdered my parents. And she goes flying out of the cruiser. And I'm not going to let them pull anything like that ever again. Not as long as I'm still breathing. Yeah. And she's heading towards the ship. And she goes, yeah, they're coons, all right. Opening fire on me for no reason. We see some laser blasts coming out. They're missing her. And whether they hit her or not probably doesn't matter. She says, better watch it, though. They've got weapons that can hurt even me. My bad. Maybe they can. Yeah. Of course, they got to hit me first. Well, there's that. And, yeah, well, you know. So uh, inside, uh, the remaining Legionnaires, Dragon Mage saying, looks like she's, hey, what's happening? And Tinsel says, hang on, there's another ship bearing down on us. Must have been hiding behind that planet. Evasive. Dang it, too late. And the ship has come out. And, and I know you mentioned I know you mentioned it before, but Tenzel's pilot cop is just the best. It is fantastic. Oh it my really God. is. And and it is just like another really great touch. Um, whether it be from Sprouse or whether he was told hey, Tenzel is wearing a pilot's hat, uh, a helmet on this. I don't know. But, it, 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 you know, what I love is that the goggles are up because, of course, he's wearing his sunglasses. Sunglasses, <laughs> yes. And for those who have not seen this, it's like the old World, World War I one, one, uh, helmets where they're leather, strap going over yeah. your chin. It would look good on, uh, on enemy ace. Right. It For just sure. doesn't have the two pointy things. Above the exactly. Exactly. Same thing. <laughs> uh, and so Tim was like, they got us. They got us good. We're in the planet's pool. We're going down and it's not going to be a soft landing campers. And they're heading towards the planet. Uh, someone says, hole is going Tinsel. He says, I know dragon mage. I know you're going to have to give us a spell kid. Something to hold this baby together. And he says, okay, I know. It isn't going to work. The ship's too fragile for my powers. I just blasted apart. 
And Tinsel says, oh, right, big difference. Why so, does every single magic user on this team be awful at their job? They, it's, otherwise, they'd be overpowered, I guess. <laughs> Don't got the spell prepared. It's too powerful. Yeah. Nothing works. Once a year, they get a good spell in. That's about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, they're coming in there to crashing in some pink trees. Sensel says, anyway, you slice it, guys. We're confetti. Hang on. Some birds are flying away. Whoa. Eee, try to ride it out. He says, use your flight rings and crash. And we have a panel of all white. And then we see looking up through some trees. And someone's going, oh, where? And it's Catsquall. She says, the ship. We were crashing. And a voice from my panel says, man, are you a sight for these wasted eyes? And she goes, huh? You? Ansys? And we see a blonde-haired guy in a Han Solo outfit. <laughs> and he says, it's been a long time, huh, babe? And she goes, you're the one. Betrayed me during the war. Turned me over to Dominators. You die for that. And she jumps on top of him, got her claws out. And he says, but April, I never betrayed you. She says, don't lie. He says, I couldn't have. I love you more than anything. And she goes, hmm, one way to test. And she starts making out with him. Oh, you don't lie. And he says, you do love. She says, you do love April. Mm. And we see uh, some like foggy mist around them and a little flish sound effect. <laughs> Something's going on. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, then we see Tenzel. He has lost his sunglasses, and he's laying in the grass. And someone says, oh, Tenzel, wake up, sweet tooth. And he says, who? And it's Violet. He's, he says, Vi? She says, hey there, good looking. You okay? And he says, good looking? Because she's definitely acting out of character. And he says, are you talking to me? And she says, of course I am. What's wrong, Tenzel? And he says, well, n nothing, nothing at all. And then we see Dragon Mage. He's fell a little short ways away. And yeah. uh, there's a woman over him. And she says, are you hurt, Jin? And he says, I, I, Chuha, my mentor, my instructor in the mystic arts. Madam, I'm sorry if I appear to be. And she says, please, Jin, please cease this apologizing. It doesn't suit such a talented, dedicated young man. And he says, thank you, Madam. It, it's an honor to hear such praise from a true master. And we cut back to space. And science police have shown up. They say, uh, science police one, x-ray niner, you can cancel all backups here. It looks like the situation is well in hand. And we see Andromeda, and she has beat all the coons single-handedly. And we've got yellow skin ones and pink skin ones. Yeah. And a fleshy colored skin one. So we've got the whole variety. <laughs> all of the kinds. Yeah. All, all of, of sorry, them. all of the coons. <laughs> yes. And uh, science police are coming on board and they say, Phew, nice going, Andromeda. Geez, those guys really are coons. And we recognize and this guy because he is, of course, Captain Jim Allen. Alan. Yeah. And he did not crash into the ship. He actually... Oh, which is remarkable. He must not have been flying it. Um, yes. He, and he last appeared in uh, annual number three when they had the reunion on Winneth. Okay. Just so we know sort of when we last saw an OG Legionnaire. And he's still sporting the beard. Yes, he is. 
And also, the science police, they have to wear more traditional astronaut-type uh, suits and not trans suits. Yes. Um, Andromeda says, hey, thanks for coming so fast, Captain Alon. None of these gorillas want to talk about what they're up to, so I got no more use for them. I'm going to hook back up with the others. And he says, others? What others? There aren't any Legionnaire ships in the area. She says, huh, are you sure? He says, positive. We scanned the whole region. And Andromeda takes off out of the ship. She says, damn, got to find them fast. If something's happened to them, it'll be my fault. And we cut back to the planet. And there's Cat's Ball with her mystery uh, ex. And he says, gods, I love you, April. I can't believe we're getting this second chance together. And she says, ah, Ansys, it's like a dream. All seems possible. She's all lovey-dovey with him. And he says, but doesn't it just feel so perfect? And she says, yes, yes, I think... But who knows with a naughty boy like you? And he stands up and takes her hand and says, Come here, kitty cat. Let me show you something. She says, What? Something that will prove you can trust me now and forever. And he takes her over to a crashed ship. And he says, There. And she says, That's, that's not the Legionnaire ship. What is it? Where's it from? And he says, The ship isn't important, April. It's what is inside that matters. We've got to get what's inside the ship. And she says, I don't understand what's so important. He says, I can't explain it. You've just got to see for yourself. And she says, but something's moving. Blaster fire, get down. <laughs> and some laser shots come through. Shik, shik. And she grabs him and uh, gets him out of the way. And she says, damn, let's get out of here. And he says, no, please, we've got to get inside the ship. She says, are you crazy? Take cover. Here, this is safe. She puts him behind a tree. He's bleeding. He says, okay, but we're going back, right? And she says, back? What's your problem? You got fuzz growing inside your head? Something's a little shifty here. Yes, a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, we cut over back to Tinsel, Violet, and Dragon Mage. And Tinsel and Violet are holding hands. And he's saying, so all we got to do is find a way to get a message back to New Earth. Something along the lines of, please do not rescue us. We need a little privacy. <laughs> and Vi, Vi just starts giggling, says she likes that. Again, very out of character. Yes. Uh, Dragon Mage's teacher is there. She's saying, there's a ship up ahead. I'll show you the way. You can send your message from there. And Tinsel says, so, Madam Choo Choo, how exactly did you end up on a ball fungus like this? And she says, oh, many fled Earth during the war. We had to end up somewhere. And he goes, yeah, but... And then Violet interrupts, oh, Tinsel, I could use a break. Can we rest for a minute? And he's like, oh, sure. And so they sit down beside a log, and he says, whatever you want, kid, you got it. And she says, I already have everything I need right here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm and, sure everything's uh, just going to be fine with this. It's all going to yeah, work out great. There's nothing suspicious going on nope. here. Let's all get to that ship, though. Uh, Dragon Mage is still walking with his teacher. She says, oh, Jen, it's been such a wonderful gift seeing you again. And he says, yes, for me too, madam. I really have dreamed of this day. But if I may, your manner and your warmth, it's so different from how things were in the old days. She says, I know, Jen, I know. I was wrong to treat you so sternly, to instill in you such fear of your powers and yourself. You deserve so much better. And they embrace a nice little hug. And he says, thank you. I, I thank you. 
And we cut back to Tinsel and Vi. And Tinsel says, man, can you believe we wasted so much time not telling each other how we feel? And she says, oh, God, Tinsel, it's been, I've been wishing for so long that deep down you really liked me. And now it's happening? And he says, yeah, it's, it's really happening. She says, yeah. And they're getting closer and closer. And then we hear from off panel, at, oh. And Tinsel goes, huh? And he goes off to see what it is, and Vi's uh, upset. Ah, oh, Tinsel, and he says, "Did you hear that? Fungus is moaning. Either that, or somebody's hurt." Mm-hmm. And he looks on, and there's another violet. Dun dun dun. Oh crap! This one's still unconscious. And he says, "No, nah, it's okay. It's just you, Violet." Violet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we cut back to outer space. There's another Legion cruiser. I just want to, sorry, just going to take a a moment here. Taking a look at this uh, cover. So this is an Adam Hughes uh, uh, page. And um, Mm -hmm. I can tell you who owns this page. It is our friend, Michael. Uh, He owns the the original art uh, for this page. He bought it in on eBay in 2002 and had the seller bring it with him to the San Diego Comic-Con so that they could meet up and he could save on shipping. Because Michael is nothing if not frugal. Um, But also, (laughs) it's just the sense of community. Um, But he says that Adam Hughes was there, and he had him sign it. And uh, he has a link to his comic arts fan, uh, comic art fans uh, page, and uh, perhaps he will post that to the post. So, Michael, when you're listening to this at the airport tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes. Add it to the comments tomorrow. Yes. Um, so, sorry. I, I just wanted to point that out. And I got to say, the um, the just, like, there is some incredible moody coloring done by um, McCraw on this. Like, just some great use of shadow. And, and yes. um, the page looks fantastic on its own, but it lets you see sort of the, the what the coloring process brings to it. And it's really quite amazing. Cool. Alrighty. Uh, anyway, we're back to another cruiser. It says, this is Legionnaire's craft A-12. We're now clear of New Earth. We've got a freighter dead ahead signaling for assistance. ETA, 90 seconds. And uh, someone's signaling, Legionnaire's help. It says, got visual. Looks like they're being attacked by Mergadori pirates. And it's Invisible Kid and Leviathan. Hopefully, Leviathan is a better pilot than our colossal boy. <laughs> and, uh, well, if they make it there alive, he will be. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Lyle says, okay, let's do this right, guys. New Earth needs that grain. Jim says, whoa, something's screwed with his readings, kid. The freighter's gone. That's just a life pod. The distress call what? was a setup. And they board the life pod and... Jim saying, yeah, it was being transmitted from here, all right, and it got us it got us to miss the real pirates who hauled off the grain. Lyle says, who did this? Who got the shipment? He found this blue guy. Blue Abraham Lincoln. Yes. He lost <laughs> his hat. <laughs> and he says, uh, blasted bunch of females, Sklarian females. Dun, dun, dun. And, and again, <laughs> like, when you look at the, uh, the original uh, pencil and ink, um, the the sh- most of the shadow on um, on on Lyle is is there, and it's it looks it 
just looks fantastic. I, I love Hugh's work and um, color colorists tend to color him well because I think he gives them a lot to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, his, his line work is, is just gorgeous. You know, the way he uses negative space, um, uh, to do the outline of, of Lyle here. It's fantastic. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. So Michael, you need to post the page. What are you doing? What are you waiting for? I know you're waiting for a plane. So why don't you just post the page? Yeah, Michael. There we go. <laughs> uh... <laughs> you, you even got Travis to give you a, yeah, Michael. so the next page we cut away to legionnaire headquarters and this was by brian stillfries yeah and i should mention um mergador in panel two was uh mergador the planet they mentioned the you know attacked by mergador uh sounds like something uh snaggletooth would say heavens to murgatroyd even um, but uh, Murgador was last seen in Superboy 220. You'll recall that this was a planet saved by the Legion from the tyranny of the slave masters from the planet Tharg. Its capital city is Gondra, and the Thargians um, placed a bomb at the center of Murgador and threatened to detonate it unless the two billion inhabitants of Murgador mined their own planets as slaves. But Phantom Girl snuck down and disabled it. So there we go. As you do. As you do. <laughs> which which is great um, because usually she runs away. So. Oh. Somewhere Darren is like, no. Must yeah. say, Darren. Darren's not even here to <laughs> to defend her. He's exactly. not even here to defend her. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's cut back to that Legion headquarters, Legionnaire's headquarters, Fortress or Fortress Lad, however you want to put it. Hey, drink. <laughs> Why not? It's been it's been a light yes. issue. I'm a Kafuming. Yes, there's no been none at all. Um, uh, we're sorry, Accordion King. But <laughs> your powers aren't exactly the kind of thing we're looking for. That's right. We're having Legion tryouts. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Accordion King's being led away by his mother. She says, hmm, some judges of talent you are. Come along, Ferdney. Oh, and he says, yes, Ma. And he's got little musical sounds coming out of him. <laughs> and his body is an accordion, basically. Um, like, yes. from the chest down, it looks like he's got an accordion going on. And, yeah, he can't kind of move without it making, yeah, poor kid. And, and he's got an old-school pilot helmet like Matter Eater Lattice. Oh, my goodness. Maybe it's a fashion thing in the future. <laughs> Maybe you know? it is in the future. You know, screw jetpacks. Everyone's like, I want a pilot, pilot helmet. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Cam says, so who's next? And next up, we've got a guy who has uh, his right hands are scissors. He has a BB on his abdomen. And he's holding what appears to be some hairspray in his left hand. And it is I, Barber Boy. And Cam says, Barber Boy, and your powers would be? And he says, just watch. And he cuts yeah. some guy's hair. Who's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well... Boy, he's trying to... I mean, <laughs> this, and this is a couple of years after um, um, Edward Scissorhands came out, so... Yes. 
I, I love Cam's look on his face as he's trying to rescue the guy getting his hair cut. <laughs> yeah, it it, it it is a look of desperation. Yes. And Cause uh, is like, uh, Inferno, care to give us a hand over here? And Inferno's over there getting smooched on by someone. And he says, hey, just spreading a little goodwill with the public. And here's another woman, and she says, "Hey, hot stuff, want to sign something really exciting?" I, I just like, want to make what? a note that in Inferno, uh, much like some boy, he's not really getting made to look that much better than uh, no. than he was in five years later. No. <laughs> just saying, he's still a womanizing jerk. Get, I, and, I got, uh, Giffen's gonna barbecue that boy one day. Yes, and. Uh, so Kaz uh, pulls up on his ring. Computer's calling him. He says, Cosmic Boy here. What's up? And she says, this is the president, Kaz. She says, it's urgent. And uh, boom. He, says, he takes off. Says, got to run. You guys are on your own. And Inferno's there. And the woman who asked him to sign something, he's like, mind if I use finger paints? Because mm-hmm. she's showing him her leg. That's what she wants signed. And... And on the other side, we've got Chameleon, and he's still taking care of Barber Boy, who so says, I, and now it's her. I, I, I guess this is the real quick. I really misinterpreted this uh, first panel uh, because <laughs> of how it's framed. <laughs> and yeah. the fact that she has really obvious underboob in the in the first uh, her first panel. I thought for sure she was pulling her shirt up. Ah, uh, yeah. My uh, mistake. It could be read that way. I thought you were referring to the the follow up with uh, Cam. Yeah. Oh well, I'm sure that's intentional too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> A lot of stuff going on here. A lot, lot of, stuff. of stuff going on. <laughs> anyway, Cam's been hit in the uh, in the face with something, and Barbara Boy saying, "And now observe my moose vision." <laughs> And Cam says, no, that's quite ack. And the moose has hit him in the face. Yes. The uh, moose. So anyway, if you if you observe these two panels, you might read a little more into the whole everything. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so, and remember that it's a bunch of guys in their early 20s in, yes. their, in their studio drawing this. And it's like, look at this. Look what I'm going to yes. get away with. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> So, uh, Cos goes inside, and there's Computo and Saturn Girl, and they're talking to someone on the screen. Is that Tyrock? Or is well, it, it, is... well, it's the president, so it must be. Okay. Or, or wait, the president's Jacques. Jacques. Oh, right. No, no, wait. It's, yeah, Tyrock, right? No, Jacques, 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 Jacques was the president. Yeah, but we don't have the, uh, skunk stripe, so, um, yeah. I Jacques can... quit. He's, a yeah, le- he's with the Legion of Superheroes now. Well, there you go. So that means Tyrock? Maybe that is Tyrock. Yeah, I guess it's Tyrock. Tyrock. Ah, shut your mouth. Take a drink. We're going with Tyrock. Uh, he's saying, and the food shortages are spreading. Now there's a mob gathering in Acapulco, and they're on the verge of rioting. And Kaz says, Mr. President, sorry to keep you waiting. How can we help? He says, I was hoping you could make an appearance in Acapulco. Use your influence to help calm the crowd. And Kaz uh, saying, knock it back a bit, would you? And computer says, mm-hmm. And Kaz says, sure, if you think it'll help. Are they implying that maybe Tyrock speaks a little too loudly? I think so. Yes. Because you see the 75% where she's adjusting the volume. I kind of like that idea. 
Boy, Tarak yeah. sure talks loud. <laughs> yes. So Kaz is like, sure, we'll go there if you think it'll help. And Emmer says, I'll come along too. My telepathy ought to come in handy. Kaz says, sounds good to me. And here comes Livewire. And he says, hold on, excitable boy. You want my girl along. You get me in the deal too. Now, I want to point out here, and this is an interesting thing. This is, this is of course, another Hughes page. Um, but the way he, like, often... People will draw characters and they'll have kind of a standard face. And uh, we're not seeing any of that here. Um, really? Well, no. I mean, because I think Cause and Emperor have very same face. Hang on. Uh, yeah, but but look like look at Cause with uh, with, you know, much thinner chin than, say, Sunboy up top. But more importantly, Sunboy up at the top is very much like the Sprouse model. Right? right, like it, it's almost as though Hughes is doing a Sprouse impression. Well, I find they their art styles are very similar. There, there's some similarity. There's a different. There's kind of an an imminent like roundness I find to um to Hughes yeah. in a different way than there is with Sprouse. Um, Hughes has a lot thinner lines. Yeah, which, uh, exactly. But but the thing I really want to point out is if you look at Livewire, that is 100% the Lee Motor model. Yes. Right? Like, it, you know, it is unmistakable. And I love that um, in this case, Hughes is kind of subsuming himself to put things on model with the other people doing the book. And that's just kind of neat. That's true. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that. Okay. <laughs> so let's go to Acapulco. I was gonna. I'm gonna make a quick joke. And and Tyrock has uh, has uh, has a uh, Keith Giffen forehead. Very much so. And <laughs> that he's a lot of one. It's a, it's yes. a five head. So uh, Acapulco, here come the. Three founders SW6 versions flying in. Livewire says, Whoa, it looks like the mayor's about to get rocked. And uh, I guess that's the mayor down there. Everybody, please, we know you're hungry and upset. And the crowd's chanting, Thumper, she doesn't care. Emma says, Stay behind us, ma'am. And uh, Garth says, Thump yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rock says, Legionnaires, please. Or no, it's the crowd screaming legionnaires. And uh, Rock says, please, please, let's keep it together here. This kind of violence isn't going to help anything. The crowd screaming, easy for you to say, pal. You don't have to live the way we do. Stupid legionnaires, go home. They go to throw something, and Rock blocks it with his powers. He says, hey, settle down, people, settle down. The crowd says, get the bums, and they're throwing more. And uh, Kai says, come on, Saturn girl, my magnetism isn't going to stop all this junk. Try to talk some sense into these people. And uh, she says, you got it. She starts broadcasting her power. She says, everyone, please calm yourselves. Let your minds relax. And it starts working on a lot of them. They're saying, yes, nobody has to get hurt. And then one guy's like, what, what's she doing? She's messing with our minds. That don't work on me, Cabrona. And he throws a rock and hits her right in the head. Chunk. And, uh... Garth screams, Imra! I, there's some interesting people in this uh, crowd scene here. Yes. There's a mushroom. And I swear that guy in the sunglasses looks like somebody. 
he looks a lot like Neil Gaiman. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. The guy next to um, it might be Arthur Dent, but don't quote me on that. I think he knows. Yes, he's in a bathrobe, and I think he knows where his towel is. Yes, I, yeah. Let's see he it. could be holding a towel. I don't know. Check the next page. <laughs> next page. Uh, new, new artist next page. Yeah. So, yeah, so the next two pages are uh, Stealth Stealthies. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, Garth has run to Emmer's side. He's shooting off some lightning. Emmer's saying, it's okay, Garth. I'm... He says, you hurt her, you creeps. And he's just kind of shooting lightning indiscriminately. Kaz says, she's live. Why watch it? You almost hit the crowd. Garth says, the hell the crowd. And uh, one of the crowd says, to hell with you, Legionnaire freak. You don't have the guts to take us on. He says, what did you say? And the guy in the crowd's like, you're just a little wuss without all your EarthGov-kissing Legionnaire pals. Gar says, that's it. And Rock goes to get in between him and the guy in the crowd. He yeah. says, Garth, no. But it's too late. Garth is already shooting out his lightning. He says, you're ashes. And we got a Shrek, which hits cause. And Emmer says, Garth? Oh, my God. Cause. Garth, what have you done? He isn't breathing. You've killed Kaz. And she's over him. Kaz is on the ground. Garth's looking like, uh-oh. And the mayor's just staring them all down. Next is shock follow shock. That's it. Cosmic Boy is dead forever. Yeah. Well, they'll replace him with Damien. He'll be on the team forever, so there you go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I look through the uh, letter column in this one. The only one I recognize is uh, Augie DeBleck from the uh, Pipeline podcast um, saying that he finally figured out why he liked Legionnaires so much. They're having fun. Unlike most grim and gritty comics where the heroes mope around between fights feeling sorry for themselves, the Legionnaires are having fun, not only in their off hours, but when they're fighting. It's good to see a comic book character smiling. This is the type of comic that inspires one's creativity. Once you create a fun atmosphere, you want to enjoy it as much as you can. And that is uh, something that can uh, generally be said about the, uh, the Legionnaires series. It's been fun. Yes, I agree. Um, and I'm like, I think how many more issues of Sprouse do we have? Not many. Not not many. Yeah, that, uh, and and I think that the fact that he didn't do this entire issue is um, yeah, showing that he's he. It's a lead. He was that. never a monthly guy. No, he's, he's slow, but he's he's good. Oh, he's fantastic. I mean, he's, he's got, you know, he, he has fun with design. He's, he's, I mean, you know, I, 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 I just, uh, I gotta say that Sprouse is a guy I've always enjoyed. I've always enjoyed sort of the freshness of his style and um, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, and I mean, when you look at uh, at later work like Tom Strong, I mean, uh, yeah, you can't, you can't go wrong with it. He's got a real yep, dynamic so, style. No, number 12 is his last issue, so we've got three more issues. Oh, I well, think. there you go. There you go. So we can at least enjoy Not long at all. That. Not long at all. Um, 
Michael figures that this issue probably took place around the same time as the second part of the story from uh, issue 50, which we did a couple weeks back, um, where Bion attacks and Universal shows, shows the UP that the adult Legionnaires are helping the Coons attack the UP, which is roughly at the end of August 2995. So we're only a you know, bunch of years away from that. So, that, <laughs> so there we go. Uh, Tom uh, Beerbaum has some stuff to say about this issue. Okay. He says, with this issue, we move into a stretch where Chris Sprouse and Adam Hughes are teaming up on the, sp- on the penciling, splitting up the pages of the issue. And we coincidentally start weaving multiple storylines through the next few issues. It's a bit of change of pace after a tight opening uh, six issues versus the Fatal Five and then a couple of standalone fill-in issues. And again... Oh no, our book has Chris Sprouse and Adam Hughes. This isn't a problem. Um, he adds that this was a, a, about at the point where we were finding out that sales had dropped quickly enough after number one, which is a pretty typical pattern. Uh, but that our outside chance of staying on the book beyond our contract was disappearing. And our mandate, if we wanted to stick around, was to create some highly promotable storylines to try and juice sales. In retrospect, we should have really made a dramatic move to introduce twist after twist to the series, which is probably the only way we could have kept ourselves around. But there'd be some emphasis there'd been some emphasis on introducing new members, and we asked if we should tell those stories before taking off in any other dramatically new directions, and we're told that it sounded like a good idea. So in our minds, that's what we did. And you folks can decide for yourselves if the uh, if the seven remaining issues we did, uh, if in the seven remaining issues we did a reasonable job of giving them the kind of promotable twists and turns they were looking for. I think the uh, writing was already on the wall there. You know, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I think that it was like, we're going to be reading, rebooting this book, finish it out. Um, you know, do whatever you want, because it's not going to matter. Um it says the because uh, at some point then it needs to be taken over by whoever's taking it through end of an era and uh, yeah so kind of done. Uh, the starting point of this issue is a Legion cruiser proof uh, heading out into space, <laughs> re- reflect, reflecting a little guidance from Chris Sprouse in terms of the kinds of stories that might make his job a little easier and more stimulating. And he didn't have much of a preference, but said maybe something that got the Legionnaires out into space a little. So that was the next place that we went. Um, and so when they get back to the Kunda ship where we saw that uh, Andromeda, Andromeda had quickly and thoroughly kicked some Kunda shas, and the science police have shown up to cart away the warrior aliens, the SP contingent is headed by Captain Allen, who longtime Legionnaire, or Legion readers will recognize as the original adult Colossal Boy but new Legionnaire readers will probably just assume as a random background character. Um, that's, which is fair. Um, and of course, on the, um, in, case, in the case of the uh, Shrinking Violet story, we have to wait until next issue to find out what the heck is going on there. Uh, because on this mysterious world, uh, we move on to having some Adam Hughes pencil pages, which again is a win. Um, and of course we get Barber Boy, an applicant suggested by the son of one of DC's staffers. He doesn't say who, uh, who of course has the powers of scissor fingers and moose vision. 
and uh, and says that suddenly Accordion King is looking somewhat more viable. Um, and of course, as as we as we recall, we we moved on um, as. Uh, and then, of course, the last two pages were done by Brian Stelfreeze, which I found a, a pretty seamless changeover. Um, you know, I mean, they, they, you know, I mean, yes, that, uh, you know, um, Lightning Lad, or sorry, Livewire Rage Face was, uh, was definitely Stelfreeze. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, maybe, maybe I was just too shocked by the fact that uh, Cosmic Boy is dead and will never come back to life again. <laughs> Ever. If only there was yeah. like a car battery nearby to restart his heart. If only. If only. <laughs> so so there we have it. Um I again I, I think the the art was really solid in this issue and um this 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 is a book I would I, you know I would have liked to have read longer. Reboots aside. I mean, it, it, so you mean like this particular version though, with the whole new earth set up in that, because the reboot will be like this. Very so, much like, so, very much so, but it won't have Sprouse drawing it. Oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. So specifically there's, Sprouse. There's something, there's something about the way he worked with the beer bombs that um, really kind of highlighted their love of the Legion. You know they 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 get a bad rap. You know, it, and and a lot of the stuff for which they get the bad rap was actually more Giffen, right? Because Giffen was like, "This is what we're doing," and uh, you guys dialogue this. And so when they got to do their own thing, it was kind of fun. Uh, you, you know, so so like they get the uh, they get the um, pushback on the you took out wildfire. How dare you? And it's like. Did they? Right. Because you know Giffen was was running the boat here, and um, and so so to to you know and it it often gets laid at their feet, and and I don't know that that's necessarily the thing. Like, I I think that their input at the beginning of uh, of this of of five years later was. Strong in that they were, you know, th- th- there was a, there was a lot of back and forth and a lot of collaboration. But I think a lot of things get unfairly kneeled at, at their at their feet. And um, I think that one of the things was to show how the the Silver Age could be more, uh, you know, grim and gritty, or whatever. And so they kind of stop with the Silver Age Legion. Makes sense. But from what I'm reading in Legionnaires, which is the beer bombs getting to uh, to do their own thing, it doesn't read grim and gritty at all. Right. You know, yeah. and and even looking at their stuff on the on the mothership book, it's not. You know, and um, the even the stuff since you know since Giffen left um, hasn't been that. You know, they tried to do like a big story where it's like, "Hey, we're fighting a a battle against uh, against Mordrew and 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 all this." And and I don't find that they have um, they don't they don't bring the dark is is what I'm saying, and right. uh, and and that's where they get blamed a lot for that. 
and uh, and I think most of that was was Giffen trying to find something different, right? Um, not just with the Legion, but just in general. Like at, at the same time, he was writing the Boahaha Justice League. Maybe he wanted to, you know, maybe he wanted to play two sides. It's like I've got my humor book or my funnier book because there was some dramatic stuff going on in in Justice League as well. But I I wonder if um, if that was just his way of providing balance to his own workday. And he was also doing the completely over the top Lobo books. Yes, he was. Now he was having fun there because he was doing a bit yes. of both, and uh, you know he was doing the funny and uh, making fun of the dark. So yes, um, yeah, yeah. But 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 I gotta say I've I've really enjoyed Legionnaires thus far. And uh, and love what the uh, what the beer bombs bring to it in uh, in making these characters fun. And uh, and yeah, having I, I think, you know, having Chris Browse draw your characters makes that a bit easier, doesn't it? Oh, of course. So um, let me uh, I got some feedback. OK. All right. From our friend Howard Madnick. Um, talking about last week's episode, uh, wherein we were the substitute squad. Um, so he says episode 672 substitute squad, uh, six plus a mini stump. All right, here we go. Uh, hi subs. Enjoyed your take on the suicide squad. Pretty much agree on all fronts. Also mostly agree on the silliness of arguing about how to pronounce made up names. (laughs) Whether it's Dark Seed or Dark Side, the point is, he's evil. It's right there on the name tag. Uh, that said, he says, two names popped up in the app, the bear discussion. First is the immortal Batman nemesis and grandpop of forever legionnaire Damien. Howard knows. <laughs> he gets it. He says, we know his name translates as head of the demon, which in Arabic and related languages like Urdu would sound like Raish al Ghul. Yes, that kind of ghoul. Even if some movie characters pronounce it Raz al Ghul. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Uh, but, you know, and, and again, uh, Howard here, I go back to um, when the Comic Geek Speak guys interviewed uh, Denny O'Neill. And they asked him, and he talked about how his daughter had been researching names in in the Arabic language, and and Ra's al Ghul was definitely it. And so, you know, to me, the guy who created the character, he he gets the points. Um, unlike the guy who said it's Jif instead of Gif, because that's just fucking stupid. Um, but anyway, um, so uh, so yes, uh, is it least- as stupid as saying Jim instead of Gim? I'm pro Gim, in case that isn't clear. I, I am I'm I like Gim. F- firmly anti Gim. Um, <laughs> I'm about the Gim. You know, we'll have to ask. Uh, oh, I guess we can't. Uh, um, you know, I think that would be a an Edmund Hamilton one, but uh, yeah, maybe Paul Levitz know. would know. Who knows? Uh, anyway, he says the other is Bell Rev Prison, which we know is in Louisiana, and that it translates as Sweet Dreams. Which is funny as hell, really, when you get down to it. (laughs) Um, He says, while Paul might not recognize uh, Louisiana as a fellow Francophone state, oh no, I do, believe me, Uh, more so than the other place. Um, He says, the Rev, and I don't, did I say Belle Reve? 
don't know. I think I've always. I think you. I think you might have. I. I, I, I might. Said, no, I said not, Bill Reef. Not that I know how to pronounce it myself. Yeah, I. I which is weird because I've always said it in my head reading the book and recently rereading uh, Suicide Squad as Bell Rev, but I might have made the mistake while we were uh, doing the episode. Anyway. Uh, I, I definitely said Bell Reef. Fair enough. Uh, but he says, um, he says the Rev should have a short E and not a long. Um, well, let, wait, wait, let, wait, wait, let wait. Let me chime in here. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, he says uh, the Reeve, the the Rev should have a short e. Hey, eh? uh, he's making fun of me. Um, it's a Canadian thing. Uh, and he says, and not a long e like the actor who played Superman, which is of course the Adventures of Superboy as a man. You're damn right, Howard. Um, and he says, thus endeth the lesson slash rant. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, as a guy who lived in Louisiana for years and just knows oh, nice. how the South changes the pronunciation of everything. Yes. Uh, however you think it might be pronounced is usually not how we pronounce it. Uh, the, the, uh, this, this is true, you know, because, because uh, uh, you know, uh, as someone who uh, who gets a, a rash every time I hear someone talk about a foyer. Or, uh, in, <laughs> a foyer is great. Every uh, home one God's a foyer. Sake. Yeah, yeah, as opposed so, to a foyer. Words, and you need to... Or when oh, people so, are... Or when people are paying tribute to something and they refer to it as a homage, <laughs> as opposed to oh, an no. homage, uh, it drives me fucking uh-huh. nuts. Yeah. yeah, some of that may come from French, but then it gets morphed into Cajun, which is very different. <laughs> Whole other animal, right? Yeah, I love exactly. Fox, I, lo- I love fox leather jackets. <laughs> What's that? Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Fox leather. <laughs> All Very right. Um, and he says, now for the mini stump, which I suspect you'll easily defeat. Your Legion podcast that sometimes reviews Suicide Squad. So who were the members of the Legion Suicide Squad and who did they defeat? Oh, I remember <laughs> the story, but I don't know any of the answers. I vaguely remember that this exists, but uh... it's definitely an early story, Silver Age for sure. I think. Uh, golly, uh... they didn't call them the Suicide Squad, did they? I think it was the title, or at least yeah. it was the the inside issue title. Or was it? Yeah, I'm, I'm. If we had Michael, we'd get it, but I'm not having. I'm... I think he probably would, and so he sent it on exactly the right date, which I think was part of his dastardly plan. <laughs> um, it, it comes from uh, Ad, Ad, Adventure Comics three nineteen, um, which um, actually has on the cover uh, featuring the Legion's Suicide Squad, and. Uh, no. um, he lists uh, yeah. he lists the, the the details of this of uh, in Adventure three nineteen April nineteen sixty four multiple squads of Legionnaires are defeated before the Legion yep. Suicide Squad, yep. which consists of Polar Boy, Chlorophyll Kid, Night Girl, Stone Boy, and Fire Lad, 
who we might otherwise know as the Legion of Heroes. Yeah. So, so of course, it's once you realize that all of the Legionnaires, Legionnaire teams get defeated. And of course, who comes in to help things out then? Um, anyway, so they. I can't believe I didn't. Um, Legionnaires are defeated before the Legionnaire Suicide Squad defeat two elderly separatists on the planet Thrun. Close enough. Take a drink. Thank you, Howard, he, who says, peace out, friends, and long live the Legion. Absolutely. And you too, sir. I got stumped on a sub story. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, the shame. Uh, <laughs> the shame. The shame. Yeah, you know, it, and 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 to me, really, when you get down to it, this is a defeat that will go down in history. <laughs> and speaking of things yeah. that have gone down in history, it's so much easier sometimes. Um, <laughs> there are things that happened this week in Legion history. Michael, can you tell us what they are? Well, yes, he can because he left me notes. All right, this week in Legion history, 40 years ago, September 10th, 1981. I was just going into, like, grade six, I think. Um, Best of DC, number 19, reprints the original Superman Red, Superman Blue story from Superman 162. While trying to come up with a scheme to enlarge Kandor, See, there are some things that, Superbo- that Superman worked on over the years, unlike trying to rescue Mon-El from the Phantom Zone. So even though this is just an imaginary story that was retconned into being on Earth-162, and now we understand why, because Superman issue 162, uh, he's probably still a dick to Mon-El on this Earth. Yes, I think Superman is a dick to Mon-El on all Earths. Um, he says Superman accidentally splits himself into two beings. Everyone lives happily ever after, and Superman gets to marry both Lois and Lana. Superman Red marries the blue-haired Lois, while Superman Blue marries the marries the red-haired Lana. Cosmic Boy, Saturn Girl, Bouncing Boy, and Sun Boy have a cameo, the only known appearance of the Earth-162 Legion. So there we go. Um... 35 years ago, September 11th, 1986, in Legion of Superheroes, Volume 3, Number 29, Monel and Shady arrive at Labyrinth to identify the corpse of Lars Han- Hanscom, a.k.a. Darren's favorite musical supervillain. Darren? Thank you. Uh, Starfinger. <laughs> uh, but it turns out there's a new... Darren? That's right. Yes, like you there said, you Starfinger in town. And uh, we, of course, covered this issue in episode 368. 25 years ago, September 4th, 1996. Oh, final night number one. An alien spacecraft lands in Metropolis after leaving new Tamaran. Not to be confused with old Tamaran. Just saying. And Saturn Girl helps communicate with her. A sun eater killed her son, not her son, but her son, the (laughs) kind of son that sun eaters eat. And now it's on its way to Earth. Neither Mr. Miracle with a boom tube nor a group of fire-related heroes can do anything to stop it. And the Phantom Stranger can't convince the Spectre to help. We estimate that this will 
be this this uh, will be covered in late 2023. Um, also, uh, around the same time, uh, uh, actually the same week, uh, September 4th, 1996, Showcase 96, number 10. An Ultra Boy 10-page feature story in this anthology book, Ultra Boy's encounter with some street punks make him consider the direction of his life. Again, we'll see this at some point in uh, late 2023. Uh, September 11th, 1996, Adventures of Superman 540. While hosting a free show to raise spirits, famous actress Nancy Nolan is confronted by her 16-year-old son, Andrew, sound familiar? Whom she abandoned because of his deformed face. Sound familiar? Uh, Suddenly, the roof of the theater collapses due to the weight of the snow, and Andrew saves his mother's life by transforming his body into, wait for it, iron. (laughs) Andrew and Superman work together to rescue everyone else from the theater. Later, when Superman and Andrew visit Nancy in the hospital, she claims to not know the identity of her masked rescuer. Dejected, Andrew walks away, saying she can call him Pharaoh. He then helps Superman deliver the latest edition of the Daily Planet. So this is the uh, first appearance of the reboot Pharaoh. Uh Uh-oh, Pharaoh Lad plus Sun Eater equals not looking good and this will be covered in uh in late 2023 um as will this next one from september 11 1996 final night issue two the heroes of the dcu's first attempt to stop the sun eater failed worse yet the earth's greatest hero superman cut off from his power source is powerless to stop the coming doom doom uh, will the heroes be forced to do the unthinkable and team up with the arch villain Lex Luthor in order to save mankind from certain extinction? Of the team Hopefully twenty, not. of the yeah, exactly of the team twenty group, only Brainy and uh, Saturn Girl appear, plus Feral. Again, yeah. Well, I already said one about that one. Um, <laughs> same week, Impulse nineteen. You think Bart Allen's real life is racing out of control. Wait till you get a load of what he dreams about. See if you can keep pace with Fast and Furious' subconscious mind of impulse. The Legionnaires make a small appearance. We probably won't do this issue itself. No, we will. Uh, But we'll probably cover it in a sentence like, after this issue, they next appear in Impulse 19, where X happens, then they return to the main book. that, That was a fun issue, if I remember correctly. Um... Same week, Legionnaires 42. Meanwhile, back in the 30th century, the Legionnaires are caught in the middle of a battle between the mystic crone Misa and Kinetics for control of the Emerald Eye. The uh, Legion deals with Misa, a witch that has ties with Kinetics, and her mother, Azra. They are able to defeat Misa and return home. They decide to place Livewire as the leader of the team. Fifteen. Yeah, there was a lot of Legion content back then. There really was. Like, look, look at how many things we got out of that that uh, one date. Um, Fifteen years ago, September eighth, two thousand six, Justice League of America, Volume Two, Number One, first printing, RRP variant. I don't know what that means. 
Um, no actual Legion appearance, but Three Boot Karate Kid is in the cover lineup of heroes being considered for the JLA in a fake-out since he was replaced on the cover later by Blue Beetle. Um, yeah, so that would have been the... Um, I guess oh, yeah, the, the Brad Meltzer. Yeah, uh, exactly. Where they were, where they were kind of uh, imitating the All Star Squadron uh, cover. You know, with the pictures out on the thing. right, right. It's like, oh, and here's Cyborg, and here's the uh, yeah. Uh, Ten years ago, September seventh, twenty eleven. Right, so we're into show showtime. Uh, Legion of Superheroes two consequences in this exciting new collection. Uh, featuring Legion of Superheroes Volume 6, 7 to 10, Adventure Comics 521 to 522, and Annual 1, the first strike of Derlin Assassins arrives on Earth. Their goal, kill the, uni- kill the United Planet's leadership in revenge for the death of Legion mentor R.J. Brand. Plus, the legendary team of Paul Levitz and Keith Giffen reunite on the Legion for the first time in 20 years. And their next 31st century masterpiece introduces the all-new, all-deadly Emerald Empress uh, Legion. Uh, or, so these were covered in um, uh, uh, episodes 111, 117, 120, 123, and 124, but apparently we never covered the adventure issues. So look for these when Paul's daughters do them again sometime around 2030. Because <laughs> before you guys covered those. I think we were kind of... We weren't going too specifically into detail on the current issues at the time. Uh, for a while, we didn't do that, and I don't remember why. I think it was because we were worried about spoiling stuff, so we didn't tend to go too into depth on those, figuring we'll get there when we get there chronologically. Mm. Um, we did, however, do the annual because, um, Scott Koblish got in touch with us. He inked that issue and uh, specifically wanted to do this. And, and, and as we learned a little while back, that was actually the last episode that I did in my old house before I moved here. And, um, and I remember because we ended up having a problem with the, uh, recording and because back then I didn't know how to salvage such things. So, yeah. Um, All right. And 960 years from now, my kids will do the adventure. No, wait. Um, (laughs) September 8th, 2981. The Legion battles a new Legion of Supervillains. Lightning Lord, Chameleon Chief, Sun Emperor, Nemesis Kid, Spider Girl, and Radiation Roy, which uh, was covered in... um, Superboy 208, which we talked about in episode 270. And that is what happened this week in Legion history. Look at us getting getting done in like a, a, an hour 20. I know. <laughs> Who would figure? Um, so I'm going to ask you guys to plug some stuff. Jim, are you doing any, uh, any Dragon uh, podcasts lately? Uh... Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, we we don't podcast as regularly as this show. We kind of do it. We kind of we try to do two a month, and we're kind of like out of sync right now. Yeah, uh, I do. I do have our latest uh, episode in the can. It's waiting to be uploaded in the next couple of days. It covers Savage, the latest issue of Savage Dragon, Savage Dragon two hundred and sixty. Nice, and folks, that is the Savage Fincast. Yes, SavageFinCast.com. Uh, uh, you can also find us on YouTube. 
Uh, we, we host our, all of our episodes there, too. We're on Spotify and iTunes. Aren't you fancy? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty sweet. <laughs> Travis, oh. can you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I got nothing. All right. Travis, can you uh, give us a plug for the um, the uh... for the Legion of Superheroes visual reference? God, guy? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. As usual, you can find it uh, multiple places. Uh, more, most popular on Twitter at Legion Reference. And you can also find Legion of Superheroes visual reference dot blogspot dot com. I currently on the blog have posts. I post twice a week on the Twitter and the blog and in our Facebook group. And I currently yes. have posts queued up until June 2nd, 2024. Uh, and I've still got many characters to do an update. And it's it's a never ending cycle. Well, that is excellent. My kids will actually review those posts when they come out. So. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds great. It's, I I continue to work on that in my spare time. Haven't done any new ones lately, but it's just like I said, it's in my spare time. It's it's really enjoyable. I I love sort of seeing some of the like like especially when you reference particular costumes, and um, yeah, it's always a lot of fun. So, folks, if you want to check out. Uh, what the Legionnaires look like in, in various iterations, uh, that's a place to go. Yes, and, and and I welcome any feedback. However, if you have complaints about the costume design, I did not design it. Don't, <laughs> sorry. Don't How let me dare you, Travis? How did you do this? <laughs> so, sometimes just t- people just tell me how much they don't like it, and I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I, you know... Talk to whoever. <laughs> it's Going back to Kurt Swan or Keith Giffen or whoever. I don't know. It's important that everyone knows the shoulder pads on Inferno's costume are awful. Yes, and not Travis's <sighs> decision. Oh, well. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> All right, and for myself, I'm going to plug some music stuff. You can check out my band at buzzkings.ca. And uh, and also hear me talk about other pop culture stuff at Pop and Crap, P-O-P-N-C-R-A-P dot com. So uh, so there we go. With that, uh, let's get into how you can get in touch with us. Folks, you can send us a message at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail dot com. You can uh, go to the Facebook group, which can be found at Facebook dot Legion of Substitute Podcasters dot com. You can uh, find us on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. In addition to all those things, you can have, head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, which is really roomy with only three of us in here. And uh, we will see you all next week. Moose Vision. Moose Vision.